Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about whether the newest emoji is Mufasa or God? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh! Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you today? Uh, For the first time in a very long time, I was able to take a sigh of relief today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cry a couple tears of joy today. For context, we are recording this on April 20th, which is the date that the Chauvin trial concluded. Yeah, so I would not have known if you had not tweeted about it. Oh my god, really? I don't have news sources anywhere. I have been obsessively following. Just like, oh my god, I cannot get away from it. Like, it's consumed me. And I'm glad that it's finally come to an end. And, like, I I want to say that justice was served. But at the same time, like, I'm seeing a lot of verbiage out there that's like, justice would be if George Floyd was alive today. So it's not justice being served. It's just accountability for the actions of the police but also is it really over because i watched it live as well yeah and i was like oh yeah like now we got to do sentencing that would be like next week or something and the judge just starts going like adding weeks and weeks to when things are going to happen and he goes how about eight weeks from now we do sentencing that's two months yeah that's two months (laughs) away until this is like actually over but here's the thing. He's in custody with no bail for those eight weeks. So we know that he's already just like behind bars. But did you hear how that happened at the end of it? I I laughed really hard. <laughs> what happened? Well, so like they read all the guilty verdicts or whatever, right? Yes, three guilty counts. Can you fucking believe it? I actually could not. Yeah. After you sent me, because you sent me like a list of what each count was like worth. Well, like the uh, <laughs> definitions of them, everything. Yeah, I figured like you probably because I know that it's kind of a weird thing to obsess about trials and just crime and stuff. So I kind of like know the definitions for all the shit that he was, you know, well, being also, uh, charged on. A lot of people were saying, well, you know, even though we have those definitions, they are interpreted different ways. Yes, that's true. So that was a big thing after he got the guilty stuff or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was huge just to see that he was convicted on second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. Like, all three. Yeah. I, was, I was shocked. Um, you watched it on CNN, though, right? Yes. Okay, so I watched it on ABC News. Okay. And did they do yours the same way as mine? They bring in the jury... And then the camera literally just zoomed in on his face. On George Floyd. <laughs> or not fucking no, on yeah. uh, Chauvin. Yeah. It just sat on his face while they read the whole thing. Yeah. It never cut once. It was just like, look at him. Yeah. <laughs> I think they do that just so the public can kind of see, like, does he have remorse? Is there something behind his eyes still? Oh, he looked confused the entire time. Yeah. Like, are they really reading those right? Are those the right words? Yeah. I I always find it super interesting just to see the eyes of the perp when they're reading out the charges like that. Because you kind of, like, you get to read a little bit into their soul and see if they thought they were going to get away with it. Or if they thought that it was fair. Yeah. Or if they just, like, don't have any reaction at all. You know, sometimes, like, most often serial murderers will get their charges read to them. And they just, like, sit there with, like, this half smile on their face. And you're like, what is happening in your head? They read all that, all that happens, and then they were like, okay, like, we're about to leave. And then the judge goes, oh, wait a minute. Uh, prosecution, do you have anything else that you want to add? And that guy goes, um, 
Why not? Can we just ask that he can't get bail and then that he goes in jail the whole time? And the judge just goes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's how it happened. It wasn't even set that way. The judge goes, you guys want anything else? And he just goes, sure. Tack this one little piece on there. And without even considering it, he just goes, okay. Slammed the gavel and walked out. And I was like, wow. Like, he was actually (gasps) probably going to gonna walk away for a while and the guy just threw that on there right there at the end yeah that's kind of awesome it was really funny i laughed so hard <laughs> i'm just glad that there was some kind of like some semblance of justice you know like something we got we got accountability i think this is the first step in a long process that the united states needs to go through and i fucking hope that something comes of this like i saw a thing about um George Floyd's daughter mm-hmm. when all of this was like coming down she's she's just a young kid like she's she's very small I don't know her age she's like toddler aged okay but um she was like smiling and she was like my daddy did something you know like yeah he made he changed the world and it's like god that's really fucked up <laughs> for a little kid to have that like uh, on, that responsibility on their shoulders already yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a it's a rough way of looking at things, but I mean, he did change the world for for <laughs> it's it's I know so that, hard to put words I, on it. I know that you want to say like for the better. It's not better that he's gone. No, it's not. But if people are finally going to wake up and look at what's actually happening, then that is better. Yeah, like I'm there's just like so much problematic verbiage around it because Nancy Pelosi was like, he sacrificed his life for the greater good. And like, no, he fucking didn't. He was murdered. He got it taken. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, his life was taken from him in cold blood. And that's been now proven in court. So yeah, that's not a sacrifice. That's just like circumstances that happened to him that he had no control over, which fucking sucks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, accountability is the first step. We got to get this boulder rolling so we can push it down the hill, you know? Yeah, let's let's just go ahead and crack one for this milestone of a day. Yes. Ooh yeah, that was good. Man, that was a crisp one. Oh my god, I haven't had a, one one of these all day. Ooh. Me either, actually. I'm drinking a, a limoncello mm. la croix, and it is crispy. So anyway, it has been a day. So I go to work at eight thirty. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I got a meeting invite yesterday, and it was, like, for 8 o'clock. I was like, well... Ugh, fuck that. I don't do 8 o'clock. I was like, I see what this meeting is about, so maybe I should go and not just show up 30 minutes late, you know? Yeah. So I asked my boss. I was like, can I come in early and leave early? She said, yeah. I was like, okay. So I got on at 8. I sit in the meeting. And so... Basically, I mean, I see what's happening. It's not like it's that big a deal. It just could become a big deal. Okay. But they're pulling me back into the international stuff. Oh, my God. At my job. That's the reason why you left your job. Well, it's because they wouldn't provide the stuff for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't mind doing it as long as I could do it. And not be left like, oh, yeah, there's no way that you can, but we want it done, you know? Okay. So, I mean, I see what's going on. So the guy that I flew out and trained in the UK, his dad basically got a, you might want to get close with your family. Oh, Like, no. you're, you're probably not going to make it through the year kind of thing. Jesus. So he might be taking time off to spend time with his dead and his family which is 100 percent an okay thing you know yeah but in the year that i've been gone there's never been any cross training with that guy so still nobody knows what he's doing oh no so now that i'm back robert can do it oh of course robert's the go-to guy you know robert can do it and so i mean that's that's fine and dandy i didn't mind like we can figure out how to do it. I just need to get the access and stuff again, you know? Uh-huh. Just need the programs and all that stuff. 
And so do the meeting. The meeting took like 15 minutes. I was done by 8.15. That was cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> Going about the day, and it was like right about 9 o'clock, I got a call. And it was just like, hey, um, would ha, how would you feel about flying back to the UK? Oh, my God. <laughs> right now? Like, pretty soon, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. They're like, we need you to go. Are they going to keep you there for like two weeks again? I don't know. Because they don't even know when they want me to go. Okay. Nobody knows what's going on. Jesus. But they're trying to get me ready to go in case they're going to make me go. Okay. That's the thing that I that I uh, <laughs> held back from you today. Okay. They've been sitting yeah. on all day. It was fun when I went before because it was there like, oh, I get to see stuff. Yeah. But now there's a virus. <laughs> They're actually on lockdown right now. Yeah. They don't go to the office. So, like, what are you going to... Why Why would they send you there if you can't physically go to an office? I don't know. Can't you just wake up on UK time or whatever and just, like... That's what I said. Have a weird nocturnal schedule why in the not? meantime. But, so, that was a thing. Uh, to be able to go... You have to have a negative COVID test that's within 72 hours of when you entered the country for the UK. Yeah. So I would only imagine that also means you would need to have a negative one to get back on a plane to come home. Right. How am I going to get a test in the UK? Because it's not like I have insurance through them. What if they don't have scheduling for them? For like weeks at a time because they're on lockdown. So they must have a lot of cases. Who's to say I can readily get another test to come home with? I think you should probably, I mean, do research, of course. But I feel like testing is going to be pretty common for travelers. Like, I feel like there's going to be. I mean, we'll have to see. But also. There's got to be something in place. And for as I'm going to be taking coverage, cabs the whole time. Oh, my God. Because I, you know, don't have a car there. You can't go to the UK right now. It's so scary. Don't travel right now. Like, that's part of the thing. It, it's like, why are we thinking this? Because I trained that guy. Why would I need to go back out to refresh myself? So is this the guy that, like, you trained him when you went over there the last time? Yeah. And now you're going back so he can train you back on the things that you trained him on? Nobody knows. We what don't fuck, know what Robert? this is for. Don't go to the UK right now. <laughs> I'm like, nervous for you. Like, they don't know why they want me to go, but they have picked me to go for oh an unknown reason. So, to me, the only reason you could potentially be wanting to send me is he's not going to come back. Yeah. And you're basically trying to say, yeah, let's get you out there so that they can break the news and you can figure out what to do from there. That's my that's my thought. God. That's how I left the job the first time. All the um, all the overtime and extra money that I got from it. So I guess I get yeah. to come back and leave again. Who knows? You know? <laughs> I'm sad and nervous for you. Yeah, it was not a good call. So I just was trying to talk. Why would I need to go? Because it didn't make any sense. Yeah. But of course they don't listen because that's why I left in the first place. They didn't listen. Like literally, to the things why? I had to say. I just don't. I don't see the point of it. If they're all working from home yeah. in the UK, like literally, why can't you just train? Like you, you're not going to go to somebody's house and train with them, right? Yeah, I know. Like I don't think he's gonna. Maybe his wife and two daughters want me to just live in their house for three weeks. Who knows? Yeah, you know? strange American, come on in in this yeah. global pandemic that we're having. I highly doubt it. That means I can't eat because. If they're on lockdown, that means no restaurants should should be open. Right. That means no Five Guys every night again. Oh, my God. You've got right? to talk this through with somebody before they just, like, send you. I mean, I'm pretty sure they can't just send me. Yeah. I mean, I would have to, like, willingly go, I feel like. <laughs> it's got to be consent, I guess. They're not going to stuff you in a crate and force you off on the plane. But yeah, but so I don't want that to happen to you. I just... But why me? Why me it's of always all people? You they they know that you're gonna do it is why i know that and that's what i hate 
I had actually found a different job there, and it's already gone, so I can't switch to something else. <laughs> okay, well. So, yeah, everything's, everything up there is a shit show. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, I've just been waiting to tell you about that one. You could hear the hesitation in my boss's voice when she was going to ask me that question. God. She was like, I know you don't want to. <laughs> I was like, I... no, I don't want to. <laughs> I would be so pissed. I would be so mad if I was in that situation. But I also need money to live. So, yeah. I... The only reason why I'm the go-to person is because I do work to ensure that I'll still have money. Like, I don't want to be... Which is dumb, because we all know, we we all know, talking to all you listeners out there too, we all know there's people at our jobs that don't do shit, and they never go anywhere. Yeah. They're not fired because they don't do anything. And it's like, man, how, how do I land that gig? Right? I just want to be like the schmuck that doesn't do shit. I just show up and get a paycheck. No shit. So many people do it. It's an art that you gotta finesse. <sighs> I guess. You we'll have see. to look busy. I feel like you have to, you can't do it at a place where you've already proven yourself. Yeah. You have to go to a new company where they don't know anything about you. <laughs> Set the bar super, super low. That actually reminds me of a TikTok that I saw. It was a kid. And it's like, when you do good work in school, right? Uh-huh. And he goes, hey, mom, I finished all my homework early. And she goes, oh, you did? Well, go outside and play. And he goes, yay, right? Yeah, and, th and and then it goes doing good work as an adult, and then he's like, "Oh, hey, boss! I just wanted to let you know, I finished all my work early today." And, and then, let me guess, here's more fucking work for you. Yeah, and then and then the boss goes, "Oh, I was wondering why you would call an impromptu meeting. I've you know didn't know what on earth you could possibly have to tell me. That's weird. Nobody gets their work done early on time here. Well, here's some more work. Good job. Yep. <laughs> and then the guy goes. Oh, so that's why nobody does their work on time here. <laughs> like, that's we're, good, exactly. We're trained to do a good job in school, and then when you do it in real life, you get punished for it. Isn't humanity a scam? A little bit. We don't make sense. All of it sucks. <laughs> this is why I threatened to go pack up and, like, live in a cabin in the mountains every seven well, months or so. So, <laughs> I actually told Taylor while we were watching Shit's Creek... I was like, do you not want to go live in a town like this? And she was like, I know. no, why oh, on earth I would I want to? And I was like, because you don't have to do anything. You kind of just get to be. Yeah, just go no, live in like, you a don't small, have shitty town. Crazy money, but shit, you don't have to worry about anything, you know? Yeah, just work at the diner and like the four patrons that you know come in every day. Yeah, I would be down for that. I would, too. Let's go live in a small town, okay? <laughs> Let's go buy our own small town. Yeah. Yimtope Creek. I was about to say, we're just going to change it to Yimtope, and everybody knows where this podcast comes comes out of. <laughs> it's our main export, is this podcast. <laughs> also, speaking of things that are sham or a jip, you know what <laughs> okay. is, a, is like the worst thing on the planet? What? Hanging stuff on a wall. Why is that difficult? I fucking hate hanging things on a wall. Do you do it in a way that is not correct? I do it in the way that makes it get done because Taylor does not enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> and she wants it done immediately. Yeah. And I make it sound, I probably make it sound more complicated than it is. But I'm like, okay, we have to get at the measuring tape and we're going to like measure how far apart this thing's going to be. And then like oh in God. relation to where like the hooks are so that the picture can hang perfectly. And like, I try to take like all these measurements, get lines all up on the wall and stuff. And Taylor's just kind of like, well, it looks good there. Yeah. Like put it there. <laughs> well, I don't know why in this, because this is the same floor plan. Yeah. We had before every spot we picked had studs in it. Oh, really? Everywhere we tried to do something. Because we weren't using the stud finder. We were just like, that's where we want it. And then it'd be like, okay, well now this curtain rod is two screws in a stud and the middle one's got to be in the drywall. Oh my God. So it's like, all right, now we just need one anchor. And then Taylor's like, well, fuck the anchor. We got two studs. <laughs> and then the middle one fell out. Okay. So I had to put a stud in there or a anchor drywall thing, screw. right? Yeah. 
So we do all that. We we actually tried to avoid the studs when we did the curtain rods in the living room, right? Okay. And it made the curtain rods so far apart that the like poles barely went into each other. <laughs> and it looked so jank. It looked oh, so God. bad. So then we had to take the two ends off and scoot them in so that it could sit normally. Yeah. Like, we actually tried to do that one good, and it was hard. Oh. There's there's ways to do things that are, like, simpler than you would think. So, like, the the quote-unquote hack that I found for hanging pictures and stuff. Get you a piece of painter's tape or masking tape or whatever and put it, like, on the back of whatever you're trying to hang. And then just, like, mark if it has a hanger on it. Mark where that is on the tape and then put the tape on the wall where you want the thing and drive the nail right through the tape. Taylor did that with a piece of paper when we hung some pictures up. Yeah. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I was like, this is great. But that did not work so well for when she was trying to put the floating shelves in the wall. Oh, I've never done floating shelves. No matter what, because Taylor put these in in the old place. She did these by herself. Oh, I did not help proud. her with those, okay? She did those. Did she use her hammer and fork? She was trying to use that this time. <laughs> because this time, no matter what she did, they just would not get on the wall. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know what on earth could possibly be different because she has previously done it, you know? Yeah. Like, she has the knowledge because she's done it. She's had the experience and it would not cooperate with her. Oh, my God. <laughs> And so eventually she was just like, well, fuck that. <laughs> so we have no floating shelves right now. But we had a lot of holes in the wall, so I had to do a lot of spackling. Oh, man. I I love and hate spackling. I live in a house where the walls are like sponge textured, you know, because that was like okay. the thing to do in 1974 when this house was built. Yeah. So like spackling doesn't have to be perfect. But like on smooth walls... <laughs> Where the speckling does have to be perfect, it's very stressful. Yeah. Because getting that shit flat and straight is not easy, especially if you've got, like, a drywall screw in there because it gets all, like, fluffy when you take it out, you know? Yeah. Hanging stuff on walls is a scam. I, I just I just don't like it. I hate doing it. I only like doing it when I, like, have just everything ready. If, it, if like, I got a floating shelf and it came with all the anchors it says I'm going to need, and I'm going to use them all. Right? Yeah. Because, like, when we did this one with the pop figures on it, I remember when we first started doing it, Taylor was like, just put screws in the corners. And I was like, they gave us 10. <laughs> I'm going to use all 10. That's so many. And she, that's what she said. And I was like, then why did they give it to us? Because they want it to be sturdy. And man, that thing is sturdy. You can sit on it, it don't go nowhere. <laughs> like, I don't fuck around with stuff in shelves. Like, on the wall, because, like, it can rip out, and it falls on the ship below it. Like, I want to know it's never going to go anywhere, you know? Yeah. That's what stresses me out. When you, like, when you install a a mounted TV, like a bracket thing. See, I don't do that. That stresses me out. Like, I like the TV to be up on the wall off the shelf because it looks nice. But at the same time, like, you have to find the stud and make sure you get the stuff in the stud. And it's just, like, it's very stressful. (laughs) Like, I for real found myself going... God, I wish I had the garage and knowledge of Hank Hill. Oh, my God. Yes. Because I was watching one where he had, like, a little drawer with every single size screw. And they're all neatly labeled. Like, he knows (laughs) that he has anything for any job. And it's right there. And he knows what it'll do. And I was like, I bet Hank Hill would know, like, this is the anchor that would hold this weight of stuff. And I wish I knew that shit. Absolutely. Richard's obsessed with this YouTube that, like tells you the different strengths of screws and like what kind of power tool does what and how good each one is comparatively mm-hmm. we have fleshed out our power tool collection so much in the last like five years we've owned this home yeah we have we have a tool for fucking everything the one tool that i recommend that everyone should invest in is an impact drill okay because like when you're trying to screw stuff into studs and that screw just like doesn't go anywhere and it like it just sucks an impact drill will put that screw in that we'll wall. We'll get her done. It'll get her done. So invest in your so invest in an impact impact drill for yourself. It will save your walls and your relationship early. They don't tell you that in school. As soon as you get out of high school, you don't go to college. You get an impact drill. 
<laughs> you don't go to college. You go to Home Depot and you get yourself an impact drill. Exactly. <laughs> Brought to you by just passion. <laughs> <sighs> but so, yeah, I don't know. Because we did that all weekend long. We have so much in the walls. But it was just stressful getting it in the walls. But it looks good yeah. in the wall good. now. I just I just hate the act of doing it. You know? Right. I can agree with that. Yeah. I'm glad it's all up and you're all fixed. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about your sad Pokemon game before I brighten your spirits? Sure. Let's just, just, let's just pile on the woe that has been my weekend and today. Okay. Tell me about it. So Taylor started playing my Pokemon game because she found my Game Boy. Yes. Right? So I, t- I uh, told that on the stream when we did... Um, Layers of Fear. Layers of Fear, yeah. So when we did that stream, she found it like right before, right? Yes. So we've had it out for a little while and she was finally like, I'm going to play Pokemon. I was so excited. So she puts in Leaf Green, right? Okay. And she's playing it. And I just watch her play it and I'm like... I'm like that excited person. It's like, okay, so here's like, here's like how Pokemon works. And like, he, here's how you catch a Pokemon. You don't want to hit him again because, you know, you're going to take him out of the red and you might, you you know, you might kill him. And I'm like giving all these tips. She's kind of getting into Pokemon? it, right? Well, like they faint. Okay. Well, like when you're trying to catch one, if you make it faint, you can't catch it now. Oh, I thought that was like the goal. You like, you knock it out and then you stuff it in the ball. No. You have to, like, wear it out until it's, like, about to faint, and then you catch it in the bowl. It's kind of sad. I mean, like, they're both sad, I guess. Like, you basically have to beat it up until it's just conscious enough to know that it's getting captured. That's you know? so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can't just, like, knock it out and then unconsciously take it, you know? Okay. So, she's catching all the Pokemon. She got, she got decently far. She played for, like, an hour and a half or something, right? Yeah. And then she was like, all right, I'm going to save. So she goes to save, and this error popped up in the game, right? Oh, no. And I was like, huh, never seen that one before. So I start Googling it and stuff, and it turns out, Kelsey. Robert. That when I bought this Pokemon Leaf Green from GameStop infinity years ago. Yeah. Right? Like, before I was even in college, because I was playing my Game Boy Advance between classes in college, okay? Oh, my God. I bought a fake one. What? I don't have a legit copy of Pokemon Leaf Green like I always believed Wait, for what? all these years. How is it fake? What What's fake about it? So, I guess you don't know this. When you hold it up to the light, you can see through it? Actually, yes, you can. What? Yeah, that's like a thing. I thought what? it was really cool that the case was like the translucent stuff like my Game Boy was. Yeah. Apparently the original true Nintendo cartridges are not a see-through green. Just like my Pokemon cards. Yeah. So, oh my God. so the real Nintendo Pokemon games don't use a battery to save. They just have like flash memory inside, right? Okay. All these fake games have batteries in it that when they die... They can no longer save anymore. Oh, my God. So I clearly have a fake one since this error popped up. So I've lived like 10 years with this game, believing that I had a a real copy and was so proud of the fact that I had a legit copy of Pokemon Leaf Green and it has been fake my entire life. (laughs) I'm so sad. (laughs) So now, so now Taylor can't save. And now we have to wait for a new copy to come in so she can play again. So how I, how did GameStop sell you a fake game? Because I bet somebody gave them a fake game. But because they don't check for that? Of course not. If the game turns on and saves, like, it's good to go. I don't understand how there could be a fake video game. So these Pokemon games on Game Boy Advance are some of the most, like, highly made fake games ever. If you go on eBay, I'd say one out of every 99 posts is the real copy. What? Like, people, I guess, I don't know if that's when Nintendo started this whole, like, releasing things in limited quantities or whatever. But people people make the Game Boy Advance games on the regular and sell them for dirt cheap because all they're doing is basically copy pasting the game on a new chip, making a little case for it, and then boom, there you go. 
That's unbelievable. And so when that happened and I learned that I had a fake copy, I was like, oh, then I guess I don't have any problems buying fucking fake games now. So I bought every Game Boy Advance game fake for like 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, my God. So how do you know they're not going to like die on you mid-game? Oh, they will. Like 20 years from now, those batteries will die and then it'll be useless again. But how how do you know they're not going to die like 10 minutes after you get them? I mean, I guess you don't. So you're just rolling the dice. I mean, this guy like just just made the batch, so it's probably good. Fresh, hot off the presses. Hot Pokemon, come get them. Now, I can change the battery and make my copy work again. Okay, is it like a little watch battery? Yeah, but you have to like solder it to the motherboard and stuff. Oh, God. Like, like you have to do stuff to it. And one, I don't have a soldering gun. Two, I would fuck it up. Three... <laughs> I would fuck it up, so I'm just not going to do it. Okay. So I'm just buying a new one. All right. And this, this, my lovely friends, is why video game preservation is an important thing. This is why Nintendo should have it on the Switch, that I can just buy a legit copy on the Switch and play it forever legitimately. My God. That's, I guess that's like another champion of physical media right there, you know? To have yeah. the actual Pokemon game, like the real one, yeah. is important. <laughs> yeah, I like found out that my life was a lie. <laughs> God. But I, speaking... I, yeah. I just can't believe that. Like, I didn't know that you could make fake games. Yeah, so when I was trying to buy... So when I found my Game Boy, I was going to let Taylor play Leaf Green. And I was like, I want to buy a copy of Fire Red because that's the copy I never owned. And that's yeah. the one that I would want to own because it's got Charizard on it. Duh. Nice. So I kept trying to find some on eBay. And, I mean, you have to label it whether or not it's real or fake, you know. Like legally? I'm pretty sure. Because I've bought, like, counterfeit shit off of eBay before and it was not labeled thusly. <laughs> well, all all these Game Boy games, like, they straight up say these are reproduction cards. Like, okay. like you well, know what you're buying. At least they're upfront about it. But there was one that wasn't. And I remember, like, I was like, hey, is this a legit copy? And he goes, repro. I was like, god damn it. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> okay, well, I guess they're honest if you ask. I mean, yeah. So I bought Pokemon Leaf Green, Fire Red, Diamond Pearl, and something else. I bought I bought five Game Boy Advance Pokemon games, fake, and it was like 20 bucks. My god. And I was like, well... I finally get to own Fire Red, I guess. Cool. Why not? Congratulations, I guess. <laughs> I guess, because I've, like, purposefully not bought them, because, like, I don't believe in that. And then it turns out the copy that I gave my college years to <laughs> was fake the whole time. So it's like, clearly, it brought me joy. I'll spend 20 bucks for 20 years of happiness, I guess. That's, that's fucking nuts right there. Yeah, but this new batch of games will eventually die as well. Okay. Like, well, like, like, I know that going into it now. Yeah, at least you know what you're getting into. So, yeah, that's a thing that happened. I was very sad. Okay. And I think Taylor was sad because she was getting into the game and now she can't play it. And, like, I knew something was up because my whole plan, my plan for that game was to be, I was going to have her start it and then go like, oh, yeah, you can do a new game. And then when she started a new game, go, but wait, you kept my save, right? Because in Pokemon games, you can only have one save. So oh I was going to fuck with her, right? That's so mean. Yeah. But when she turned it on, it just started the game. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess it has been sitting in this Game Boy for a while. I guess like, because I haven't had batteries in the Game Boy, there's just no juice in it and the game died. Oh my God. For some reason... I tried to rationalize why my save wasn't there. And then when it didn't save, I was like, all oh, this makes too much sense. Yeah. So now I'm a sad little panda. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I can tell you one good thing. What's one good thing? Last episode, we talked about PlayStation. Um, oh, maybe it wasn't the last one, but they're closing their PlayStation stores and stuff, right? Yes. They released a statement yesterday that said... Clearly, we've made the wrong decision oh, because good. you guys are mad. 
We're going to keep the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita stores open for the foreseeable future. Good. So hopefully that means people can get patches for their games and stuff now, too. Ooh, that's a relief. Like, I just thought it was funny that the president of the company released a statement and just said, okay, clearly we fucked up. He's like, okay, we hear you. God, stop yelling. Yeah. So that's like one good thing, I guess. Okay. I didn't write this down in our topic suggestions to talk about, but your conversation on physical media has reminded me. So I put this in the secret discord uh, before where we talk to our patrons all the time. Um, Richard has gotten into records. Yes. Which, which is like, I have, I have always been of the opinion that like record players are kind of, a stupid thing it's like a throwback and people just have them to show off and be like oh look at my record collection it is beautiful and like there's no real point to having records when you could just download an mp3 uh-huh. of whatever you're trying to listen to wipe all of that clean because consider me a convert to the ways of the record player what you like the warmer tones and the the pups <laughs> and scratches and stuff so no here's the thing like we we went to um, Recycled Books up in Denton because they have, like, an insane amount of records there that you can just, like, browse through and purchase. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got him three Star Wars soundtracks. We got me three live David Bowie recordings. Oh, cool. And brought all those home. Got the record player set up. It's like a Sony modern record player. I'm not really sure of, like, mm-hmm. the, the specs on it or anything. But, you know, standard Sony record player, I guess. And okay. uh, it has a function where you can plug it into the computer and rip off the the sounds and stuff. We, we were playing it. And, like, we put in the Star Wars soundtrack. And I was like, this actually sounds pretty good. Like, I can hear different instruments in there whereas before yeah whenever i'm listening to a john williams orchestra thing it's just like ah orchestra sounds but now i'm like there's a flute in the background that's like really doing some fucking work <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then um we put on the david bowie record and it's a live recording in this room that we have it in like has full surround sound so it's all hooked up super nice okay and uh this is gonna sound like corny as hell but like we put the record on and it started playing and it was just like David Bowie talking about his songs before he goes into playing them. Okay. And it was so, it sounded like I was at a concert. Like he was right there. Like it was an intimate concert with just a few people and David Bowie on a stage right in front of me. And it sounded like so real. Like I was physically in the room and I just started crying (laughs) because (laughs) I was like, it's, it's always been like, a regret of mine that I never got to see him in person, you know, I never got to yeah. go to a Bowie concert, but like, I felt like I was there. And like, when he started playing the guitar, it sounded literally like he was right in front of me. I was like, Holy shit. I, I can see why people gravitate toward record players because the quality of the sound is just way. It has so much more depth. I can't, I can't describe it other than like, it just sounds. That's it's got what layers. people say. Yeah. So I get it now. <laughs> like, I have a feeling that we're going to have a very bad record addiction in the very near future. Can I ask why he's getting into records now? So it was one record in particular. It was the um, Mystical Ninja soundtrack, which is like a, a game from okay. ancient NES days that he's been in love with since he was a kid. And uh, he found that and just like really liked the cover art and was like this is cool i'm gonna get it and i was like okay and so he gets it and he's like but we don't have a record player like okay (laughs) let's get a record player and now we have a record player and seven albums and (laughs) i mean i don't know why i had records to start with but mine basically more grew from video game ones as well really because how many times do you see like a really cool cd like, nobody's like, ooh, check out that CD cover. Look at I that know. jewel case, you know? <laughs> yeah, the jacket on the CD is so much less interesting. They don't they don't have, yeah. like, cool stuff that you do with a CD jacket. Yeah, like, CDs are just okay. But, like, vinyls get this. To me, they're like the steelbook of music. Yes. Like, that's... <laughs> they, get, they get a little bit more treatment than another way. It's still the same thing inside, but... It's just presented better, and I like the presentation. Yeah. 
like the the live one the one blah 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 the record that I got that I was listening to the live performance when you open it up there's like a whole ass interview with David Bowie on the inside I'm like oh yeah. shit there's like words here and stuff well then I say I propose that we do a live stream one night and we just we do like a just chat because you can go okay. on that like just chatting section of Twitch and let's just talk records with people just talk records and like show off what we got and all that stuff because I would love to show okay. off mine I think they're so neat yeah, that would be fun. Um, my favorite one... Well, so there's my favorite looking one or my favorite one to listen to. But my favorite one to listen to is my Greatest Hits by the Eagles. I oh, really? love that one on vinyl. It sounds oh my God. so good. I listened to the Eagles all the time growing up because my parents love the Eagles. So I it was love just the like Eagles. on all the time. I used to put that one on my record player all the time. Like if I was home cleaning or something... Yeah. I just throw on the Eagles. The only problem is having to turn it over. Yeah. That's my I one. That. That's my one gripe with it is that you get like 15 minutes aside or something. And it's like, damn, can I come back there and switch it out? I was actually going to get all the Zach Brown band on vinyl. Yeah. I was like, ooh, like I fucking love Zach Brown band. And okay. he has all of his stuff on vinyl. Cause you know, everyone's, everyone is starting to release their stuff on vinyl again now. Are they? Like, most albums that come out now are also being released on a vinyl. It's interesting that they're having kind of like a vinyl resurgence, and I don't know why that is. Well, you just said. It sounded yeah, like guess, you were in the room. <laughs> I guess people are just rediscovering it. Like, yeah. I always thought, like, why would you get vinyl when you could just get an MP3? It's got to sound the same, but it, it just it flat out doesn't. Well, so I'm going to inherit my parents' vinyl collection when they're not around. Because my mom oh, has, like... I mean, hundreds of vinyls. Okay. <laughs> They're heavy as shit, okay? I can imagine. That's a reason why we probably left them to go to, like, 8-track and shit. Like, oh, I can get eight songs in, like, five ounces versus a pound? <laughs> like, this right. is great, you know? Yeah. But we have to make... You can't have the perfect thing. You gotta sacrifice something to gain a, a perk in one way, you know? Yeah. So we traded a little bit of sound quality for ease of use. You know? Right. And I will agree, things on vinyl, you do hear more layers. You just hear more of what's happening back there. Yeah, I feel like I it gets flat when it's a digital thing. And I can't figure out why. If it's just like lost in the degradation of the file or whatever, like it compressed it too hard. Yeah. I don't know. But like if you've never experienced a vinyl record player in person. Do it. I recommend you do it. And this is coming from me, a person who thought vinyls were for stupid hipsters. <laughs> Man, they're pretty cool. Oh, but so cool. I was getting the Zach Brown ones, right? Yes. Here's a problem. I bought a Zach Brown, my favorite album of them. I bought my favorite album on vinyl. Okay. And I put it on and it skipped everywhere. Like oh, no. it sounded awful, right? Terrible. So I sent it back and bought another one and it skipped in the exact same spots. What? Again. So you have to make sure that whatever master they're using is good. Because it had to have oh been that God. whatever master they were copying it from tainted the whole run of vinyls. Oh, that's awful. Because I had two of them and they sounded the exact same. Like, it wasn't that they both skipped. They both skipped in the same spot. Yeah. Like, they were identically wrong. <laughs> they just like sent you back the same one like here motherfucker take it back we i would have been so mad so <laughs> so now i still have that vinyl because i was like well i'm not gonna send this back i might as well fucking keep it at least yeah but i can't listen to it because it ruins all the songs terrible so still gotta go digital for them but maybe okay. one day i can find some and do that okay i'm a little sad that you're finding physical media now because you picked one of the biggest bulkiest kind to own i know we're going to have to have, like, a shelf now, and that bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, vinyls are a lot. Yeah. I don't even have, like, 20, and it they weigh, like, 50 pounds. It's so heavy. <laughs> yeah, they're very heavy. You had a lot of sad stuff to talk about today with your job and your picture hanging in your Pokemon game. Yeah. I thought you might need a spirit brightener. Please. So, it's one of my favorite times of year. I know that we hate on springtime because... You know, the allergies and all the, the bullshit that comes with it. Uh -huh. But 
as a sports fan. <laughs> okay. I'm very excited about springtime because you know what it means. I don't. The greatest two minutes in sports. I love that you forget every year that the Kentucky Derby is right <laughs> around the corner. <laughs> and it is time for another edition of Horse or Apple. Oh my god. I'm so excited. I was not prepared. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised you with it every single year. Um, okay. So I thought that perhaps this year you seem to be getting like your footing on what's an apple and what's a horse. So I've thrown a little bit of a wrench in the system. Because some are oranges. Some are mushrooms. Oh, that is hard. Mushrooms have weird <laughs> fucking names. They really do. And I was not aware of this until I started like looking into them. So I've got so, uh <laughs> So this is horse, apple, or mushroom. Yes, yeah, a All new right. Yimtope game. Okay. Uh, we've got 18 items. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's get to it. What is Dimok Red? That's an apple. Are you sure? Yes. What's your reasoning? Because it's red. <laughs> oh, it's an apple. <laughs> That's about it. I was like, for real, just the red. Okay. You are correct. Um, what Good. about essential quality? Um, that's a horse. That is a horse. That's a horse. Yeah, a very quality horse, Duh. essentially. Mushrooms have much weirder names than some. <laughs> that that is so normal sounding. That is extremely normal. That was a horse. Okay. Okay. High glow crab. I know you're not gonna go apple horse mushroom and just do like one of each at the beginning. I just don't see a mushroom being called crab. I feel like that's another apple. It is another apple. <laughs> yes, crab apples. You're doing so good, three for three. Um, so, so specifically, these apples are of the cider varieties. So all okay. these apples can be made into ciders. Uh, the horses are... Oh, yeah, because that's going to help me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the horses are horses that are running this year in the Kentucky mm. Derby. So, And the mushrooms are just, you know, mushrooms. mushrooms. Okay. So you're three for three. Let's keep on going. What is giant puffball? I think that's a mushroom. A giant puffball of a mushroom it is. Mm, yeah. I think that would be a good horse name, though. That would. I, I was like, that's a fat horse, though. Like a big, fat, fluffy horse. A very soft guy. Look at that giant puffball. <laughs> okay. What is Medina spirit? Funky, cold Medina spirit. Oh, man. See... As soon as you said it, I I just immediately got a horse vibe. So I'm going to go with a horse. It's a horse. You've got yes, all of them so dude. far. My God. Okay. What is fox whelp? I think that's a mushroom. Oh, that's it's, an apple. I was like, that's probably an... It, it was an apple or a mushroom. But I was like, you know what? Let's give some mushrooms love. <laughs> that one sounded interesting enough to be a mushroom name. Fox whelp, yeah. I, a fox whelp. I, what is okay? It sounded like a horse to me. I was like, mm, all right. How about Midnight Bourbon? That is such a good horse name, though. Like that's made to be a horse name. <laughs> I'm gonna make it a horse name. It is a horse name. Okay, Midnight Bourbon at the Kentucky it's Derby. The perfect horse name. You kidding it me? Truly is. I see some old fat white dude with his mustache and his comb over it's just swirling his brandy he's like this is a midnight bourbon <laughs> like i just picture the guy who named his horse that okay all right what is wayburn wayburn that's an apple that is a horse that's a horse that's a horse i was like i've heard of that apple i know that's I thought... exactly what i thought when i saw it it was like that's that's an apple isn't it but nope it's a horse okay how about destroying angel? I just don't see mushrooms with like dual names, but I feel like that's a trap. What is this again? Destroying angel. Destroying angel. Destroying that's angel. That's a horrible horse name because he sounds so menacing. Horse that just fucking wrecks you on the track. Is horse your final answer? No, I'm going to go with a mushroom. Ah, it's mushroom. Yes! <laughs> All right, what about red streak? Good old red streak. Is it a really fast red horse? Is it a 
red streaked apple? Is it a red streaked mushroom? I feel like it's a red streaked apple because red streaked mushroom sounds very poisonous. Yeah, I would not eat that mushroom. It is an apple. Yes. Good job. All right. What is Roxbury russet? A Roxbury russet. Well, it can't be a potato because potatoes aren't in this. (laughs) What if I threw in one potato? (laughs) I would be pissed. I'm going to have to go with a mushroom on that one. It's actually a potato. <laughs> N- don't fu- Did you throw a fucking potato in there? <laughs> no, it's an apple. <laughs> okay. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Next time I'm going to throw in one potato and not tell you. I went mushroom because like russet grows in the ground. So I just went like, all right, like these mushrooms, like it was some type of like ground mushroom. Yeah. That's so- why I went there. Here's some trivia for you. In both German and French, the word for potato is apple of the earth. I've heard that before. So I don't know if like this <laughs> is related to that or not. I just thought it was interesting. Maybe it's the one type of apple that doesn't grow from a tree, but grows out of the ground. Gross. <laughs> All right. What is Povachon? Povachon? Povachon. That's a good horse name. A nice French horse. That's apple. I was going to go mushroom. So I still would have lost it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay, this is a good one. What is Rebel's Romance? That's a fantastic apple. Rebel's Romance. I'm going to go apple. It is a fantastic horse. Ah, (laughs) Of course. A horse, of course. Of course, of course, of course. What is Burnt Matches? Burnt matches. Okay. Burnt matches. <laughs> that has to be a food. And I'm going to make it a mushroom. Yep, that's a mushroom. Okay. Because I bet that Do one tastes think... like burnt matches. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Does it taste like burnt matches? Does it look like burnt matches? Does it smell like burnt matches? I just don't know. All of the above. Okay. Uh, what about mandaloon? Ooh, mandaloon. Mandaloon. Not Mandalorian. That's horse. That's a horse. Okay. This next one's very good. Uh, soup and sandwich. I don't know what my face is doing right now, but it was broken by that <laughs> to any of those. Like, soup and sandwich as an apple that you eat is horrendous. Soup and sandwich as a horse. Was the person naming you just really hungry? And a mushroom, soup and sandwich, you go in both. That's not a bad idea. So I'm going to go with the mushroom. It's a horse. Damn it. <laughs> the good old soup and sandwich. I don't know. I want him to win. Soup and sandwich. Like, that again sounds like a giant puffball fat horse. <laughs> okay, what about Slippery Jack? <clears throat> That's an apple. That's a mushroom. Damn. That's that a, be a good, horse good name. apple name. Slippery Jack? Yeah, I like that one. Okay, I guess like Applejack. I just don't hear that for a mushroom. I would have never picked that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, your final item is hang down. <laughs> hang down. Hang down. Apples do hang down. But I think that's a good mushroom. That is a good apple. Damn it. <laughs> the thought process was there, and I shied away you missed nine out of 18 you got exactly 50 percent. whoa good job i sounded good at the start and a bit in the middle there but then i just kind of trailed off yeah um so i'm gonna post these up to instagram and let you guys vote on them see if you get it correct or not that's awesome i love horse or apple horse or apple thank you for playing <laughs> that just that just reminded me of a game i'm not gonna tell you what it is i'm I'm going to make a game for you Oh, okay. in one of these next upcoming ones. I'm going to have to do that. Yes. I love games. Okay. All right. Uh, speaking of games, uh, remember how I was talking about Noja? Yes. I beat that game last night. Okay. It's I saw even... your GIF about it. My God, dude. It's, it's even better than I thought it was going to be. Like, it's one of those games where it starts out 
like, what the heck is this? And you're, like, getting into it and trying to figure stuff out. And then, like, in the middle, you're just like, what's happening? Where is this going? What am I doing? Like, why am I even doing this anymore? And then when it ends, I was in tears. I was in tears. I was just like, why Why is all this happening? I'm so sad and so happy at the same time. Like we had described before, it's it's a visual novel that's also a who done it, but it's also like a I it, it has so many different elements. It's hard to really confine it to one box. But I would call yeah. it first and foremost a visual novel. So if you're into those type of games, I would recommend it. Although this one has much more like logic and deductive gameplay than your typical visual novel. So okay, maybe that's why I liked it so much. It reminds me of Phoenix Wright because. That's like logic deduction, but also visual novel. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it was, what would you it's... rate it? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it an 8.5, maybe even a 9. Like, it's it's high. I was feeling you at about an 8. You, you, okay. think, you think an 8? <laughs> I mean, I was just like... It didn't sound like it was perfect for you, but I know that you really it was, liked it. So I was like, I bet you'd give it an eight. And you, yeah, you, you were kind of in that ballpark. It was definitely far from perfect because there were points where I was just like, how do we progress the story? Like the game gets so difficult in some points because you need to keep like certain people alive for certain scenarios. Mm-hmm. And in those scenarios, they're always like pointing guns at each other. Like, no, you're the killer. No, you're the killer. So keeping both of them alive is almost impossible because they're trying to kill each other. So yeah. Yeah. It just, it gets to the point where sometimes you're like, how do I even progress? But by the end of it, when you figure it all out, it's so worth it. And so good. Okay. Well, good. So if you're into time travel, time loops, multiverse things, I highly recommend this game. I saw that one of our, uh, patrons also bought the game and is starting to play it yes. too. So I texted him last night when I finished it. I was like, this game is your shit because, you know, <laughs> Ferdinand loves a good, like, time loop multiverse thing. Yeah. And that's exactly what this thing is. So so I saw your thing. Somebody kind of <clears throat> related it to Danganronpa to you. Have you ever <laughs> yes. played those? I have. I've beaten okay, all of them. Okay. Oh, I okay. I love those so, games. So that is your shit. Okay. Yeah. I love those games a lot. It's It's... It was recommended to us because we searched games like Danganronpa. Gotcha. And, I mean, it is like Danganronpa in a tangential way, I guess, because it's got some of the same, like, themes and styles and stuff. But overall, the gameplay is totally different. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I recommend it. Um, If you want, like, a good... we we just It's a pretty chill game. Like, we played it for a couple hours before bed each night, and we beat it in a week or two. Yeah. Good game. Highly recommend. It's on Switch. I don't know if it's in, on any other uh, platforms at this moment. I think it was on Switch and PC. Okay. Only. I need to find another game to play next. So if anybody out there has any recommendations or if you have any for me. Um, oh, it's actually on Switch and PlayStation Vita. Oh, oh. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that actually makes sense. Um, I'm currently playing old games, so I have nothing new for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to beat Super Metroid again for my yearly playthrough. The yearly April playthrough. And actually today, as of recording, uh, the new God of War turned three years old. Oh my goodness. So I need to replay God of War as well. God of War is a toddler, just like your toddler-sized Kratos. I cannot wait for you to know that game one day. (laughs) Okay. I I don't know that you would ever play it. But, like, one day, I would love to have you know the story. Yeah. So I think I've talked about it. When I first beat it, I went to work, and I had downloaded, like, the whole of the game to my phone. Wow. It's like like somebody's whole playthrough. Yeah. Or whatever. Well, remember when I wanted you to see how Uncharted was, and you found where somebody made, like, a movie version of it, and just kind of took the parts you needed to see? Yeah. And made it like a like a three hour thing. Yes. Somebody did that with this God of War and took like a sixty hour game to like six hours. Oh, Jesus. Which is very easy to do because most of this game is you walking from point to point, and it could take you thirty minutes to get from where you are to where you need to be. Yeah. So that's like a lot of downtime, you know. Right. But so 
I went to work and I had told Haley, I was like, you gotta know what happened because <laughs> I was very mean to her when that game was coming out. Okay. We used to go to the cafe and watch trailers and stuff on my phone all the time. Yeah. And every day I'd go, hey, you want to watch a trailer? And she'd go, oh, something new. And it was the God of War trailer every time. Oh, my God. And she'd be like, why do I always think it's something new? And then sometimes it would be. (laughs) But so uh, I was like, I've tortured you enough with that. Like, let me show you the story. So I actually showed her after work. And she did not even try to leave to go home. She was like, finish this first. Like, I'll go home when this is done. Like, she was into it. That's intense. And I actually have a guy at work playing it now. He's like, yeah, I've had a PlayStation 4 for a long time, but I've never really had any games for it. And I was like, well, here's my one. Like, I would play this. Yeah. And he's never played any of them. And I was like, just keep me up to date as you go. And I was like, because I'm really curious what you'll think. Because if you've never played it, you see it from the point of view of the kid wondering what's going on. Yeah. Whereas I get to see it from Kratos' point of view because I know everything that's going on okay cool so i'm unique perspective then yeah i've never really gotten to talk to somebody that's that knows nothing about the franchise play this game yeah so i can't wait to see if this guy really plays it and then find out all i really know about the franchise is that kratos fucks apparently (laughs) he sure does but not in this one are you ready to reproduce this and make a fake game are you ready to pick this mushroom are you ready to dust off this little piece of black plastic and play us some sweet sultry tunes? <laughs> okay. Okay, folks, here we are again at the end of the episode where we ask you to please tell your friends about us and help us grow this audience. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your most favorite platform so you never, ever miss an episode because we release weekly every single Monday. Each and every Monday we are here for your listening pleasure. If you got a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that really, really helps us bump up in the charts and get more lovely listeners just like you. And don't forget, while you're out there doing that, you can find us and friend us on all the social medias. We are Y-M-B-T-O-A-P on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and the Twitch. We just got done with a fabulous April month of all kinds of streams. Every Saturday we were here with Little Nightmares, Little Nightmares 2, Layers of Fear, and then we just did Mansions of Madness, the board game. Yes, and we had so much fun. We want to thank our listeners for coming out and showing support on Twitch. It has been a joy. We love we love this so much. I love streaming. It's so much fun. Every single time we do it, I'm just like, I get so much joy. We are looking at ways to bolster that, make it a bit more of the stuff that we do. If there's things you would like to see us do on there, if you want to see us just ch- just like sit and chat do like a live podcast if you like to just see us play games again just tell us the kind of stuff that you are into and we will start working that in there for you guys yes and if you want to support us even more not just with ideas we are also on patreon we have two tiers uh we have a two dollar tier where you get access to our secret discord community that never ends we talk all the time with stuff about the show, stuff about the world, stuff about everything. It's all in there. Day and night, Sunday through Saturday. And then you also get our little secret unreleased ramblings of us uh, just like loosening up before we start the actual show for you guys. And if you like both of those things, you like the Discord, you like the ramblings, but you want just a little bit more, we got a good $5 a month plan where we have an exclusive Patreon YouTube where we put up a review every single month. We review in depth a TV show, a set of movies, a video game, whatever we got going on. Uh, we actually just did the Fright Night movies not too long yes. ago. If you like to hear about spooky movies like that, maybe you want to check that out and see what we thought about the two of them, how we compare and contrasted them. Think about joining our patreon we would love to see you guys in the discord and look forward to chit-chatting with you guys all the time so we have these cute little coasters uh just little a little home for your mug or your lacroix or your dr pepper or whatever you're holding um they say uh let's crack one open on it it's our little social media logo with the yellow and green can uh if you sign up for our patreon within the month of april or may i will mail you snail mail two little coasters noise I cannot wait to get mine. I'm going to use it all the time. 
They're very fun. I have been throwing one of them for my cat because he likes to chase it. <laughs> I have coasters everywhere. So I'm I love just going to see that all over the place. And as much as we appreciate you guys for being part of the Patreon, if that's just not something that's in your in your budget, there's a free way that you can get in touch with us. The good old classic email. The email. The long forgotten art. I love emails. It's 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 just like the piece of mail that you didn't know was coming. You know? It's delicious. Uh, send us an email with any topics you'd like for us to go deep on, something you just want to hear us touch on, be it big or small or whatever. If you want to tell us how much horse appler mushrooms the coolest thing you've ever heard, let us know. Tell us all about it. Tell us how much you enjoyed that game. I'd love to know. And don't forget that our theme song is The Grim, the Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage, and I always stutter when I say it. Please check them out on YouTube. And as always, thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. How many records will I end up with? Am I going to be buried under the weight of them? But we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. I can't wait to know what your favorite record in your collection is going to be. Yeah, me too, actually. I have a couple that I'm like, yeah, this one's this one's my bad boy, you know? <laughs> okay. I'm, like, super into the David Bowie ones. I think that it's so cool to, like, be able to hear live concerts. Yeah. It, just, it blows my mind that they have recordings of these, and they sound so, like, so crispy. 